Hi, friends. I'm Leona Evans, co-host of the Get Off Your Affirmation podcast. Today, we want to share with you a special radio interview featuring esteemed psychologist, author, and motivational speaker, Wayne Dyer. We recently came across some archived audio cassettes of a radio program I hosted for a number of years called Positive Living, And we wanted to share some of these powerful and inspiring broadcasts with you. This episode was first aired on the Wisdom Radio Network in 1999. The sound isn't perfect, but the content is timeless. Hi, this is Leona Evans on Wisdom Radio with another special edition of Positive Living, bringing you conversations with best-selling authors, powerful speakers, and leading-edge thinkers who share tools and techniques for living a richer, more fulfilling, and abundant life. I know that you'll come away from today's program more in touch with your own inner wisdom as you travel your path to self-discovery. We are very blessed to have Dr. Wayne Dyer with us today. As many of you know, <coughs> he is the best-selling author of 13 books of nonfiction and three textbooks. He has a doctorate in counseling psychology. He lectures across the country to groups numbering in the thousands and appears regularly on radio and television. He currently lives with his family in southern Florida. His brand new book, a gorgeous book, is called Wisdom of the Ages. And it, the subtitle is A Modern Master Brings Eternal Truths into Everyday Life. Wisdom of the Ages is a wonderful anthology some of the great thinkers of all time uh, have their ancient words of wisdom to share and Wayne Dyer has made some important commentaries that help us live more positive and productive lives and so Wayne welcome to Positive Living Thank you, Leona. It's nice to be with you. Well, it's nice to be with you, too. You know what? The last time we saw each other, there was something very, very special that was happening in my life. Uh, You have a wonderful uh, tape and concept called Meditations for Manifesting. Right. And I was working with that tape, and lo and behold, a, a gift came to me that I had been working toward for more than 25 years, and that was to have a baby. I remember. You do? Yes, I do. It's so exciting. Well, uh, the last when, when I saw you, I said, oh my goodness, this is happening, and, and, and I'm able to adopt a child after all of these years uh-huh. of working and trying and, and hoping and praying and working with these manifestation ideas, and so that little baby was three years old yesterday. Oh my goodness. And I can hardly wait to introduce him to you. He is truly my angel, and he is a gift that, that, that is beyond measure. What's his name? His name is Matthew, gift of God. Oh, isn't that beautiful? I know. So we can hardly wait to see you. And I want to also thank you for taking up your time on vacation to do at least half an hour of positive living with us. Oh, it's uh, my pleasure to be with you. Oh, thank you so much. Well, let's talk about your book, Wisdom of the Ages. Um, It's a wonderful, wonderful work that you've done taking all of these great quotations from great thinkers throughout history and helping us apply them to everyday life. Tell, Tell us about what inspired you to do that. Well, I think it was probably goes back to when I was teaching in high school and in college and in graduate school. I would uh, I always referred to the, the some of the greatest and most influential people in my life, and very often my students would come back and say, "Well, what is uh, someone who lived thousands of years ago or hundreds of years ago? What has that got to do with me today?" And I would always try to explain to them that uh, that the spirit that was in them is also in you, and that uh, you know the, the, the 
Socrates that looked up at the very same uh, sun that you're looking up and had his body warmed by the very same sun you do, and Jesus drank the same water that you drink, and Shakespeare, you know, looked at the same uh, moon and walked on the same grounds that you do, and that uh, the, there's the physical world, and then there's the world of the spirit, and that spirit is, uh, is something that doesn't is, that is transcend that transcends time. So that that spirit, literally, that was in Shakespeare and that was in uh, Milton and in Pope and in uh, Rumi and uh, and Buddha, uh, that same spirit is in everything. It's in everyone. There's only one power. And I had uh, set aside a uh, two-month uh, two period, 60 days, uh, for writing. And uh, I had something else that I was going to write in mind, but I decided that I was going to take 60 of these greatest teachers from uh, as far back as... Uh, six or seven centuries before Christ, right up till uh, contemporary times of people who have departed, and I was going to take some of their work, and I, I was, each day I would write one essay, and I would look in the morning at their, um, at, at their lives, and all of the, the ways that they lived, and what their times were like, and, and what kind of people they were, and what their interests were, and so on, and then in the afternoon I would uh, read as much of their material as I possibly could in seven or eight hours. I'd read their poetry, and I'd look at their, uh, if they were artists, I'd, like Michelangelo or Da Vinci, I would study their work and so on. Then, in, then I would take a picture or an engraving or a photograph or whatever was available, and I would put it right on my desk, and I would just look at that, and I would close my eyes, and that sounds a little strange, and I would ask them, I would say to them, what is it that you would say to the people here? How could they apply the wisdom from this particular passage into their lives? Then I got very quiet, and I would surrender. I just would let go. And um, I would let the, the words would just come from, uh, I write with a yellow pad of paper and a ballpoint pen, and I would let the uh, words just flow through my arm and through my heart and onto the page. And it was almost like uh, they were writing through me. And I did that every single day for 60 days. I slept almost, almost negligibly, maybe three or four hours uh, a day. And it was the most glorious and blissful and beautiful experience of, of immersing myself in the great, you know, with the great minds. And I really felt that these minds were working through me. And the end result is Wisdom of the Ages. And it's a book I'm extremely proud of and very hopeful that uh, high school students and, uh, and college students will be able to look at it and say, ah, so this is, this is how Goethe's life can affect me. So this is what uh, Martin Luther King wrote. So this is what uh, Buddha had to, you know, what, it's like you can feel their, uh, their energy. The great uh, Native American poet, Orrin Lyons, said that uh, talking about the, the, the way the Indians uh, treated the land and the future, he said, when we walk upon Mother Earth, we always plant our feet very carefully because we know the faces of our future generations are looking up at us from beneath the ground, and we never forget them. And these people looked up, uh, looked, walked carefully on the ground and saw our faces looking up at them. And I think we have the same obligation to remind ourselves that we don't own this planet. We're just borrowing it from our future generations. Oh, that's so beautifully said. And you. what you're speaking about here, uh, you talk about on page 95 of, of your book, uh, Goethe speaks from Faust about losing this day loitering. And uh, with your permission, may I share? Uh, sure. On the second page, your editor spoke to you um, uh, and was inspired by you because, let me quote, 
wrote you here. You say, while I was working on this book as it progressed, I read the material every day to my editor over the telephone. Every day she would say something like, Wayne, you're amazing. I don't know how you daily come up with such great material. You're not just creating or writing it. You are first doing all the reading and research and then creatively describing your take on what these philosophers and poets wrote. You inspire me. And then you say here, I would smile inwardly at the compliment and comment that the answer was not a big secret. The answer to consistent creativity is to begin it, and then the work will be completed, which is the last day of lose this day loitering. Do you want to speak to that? Because this lose this day loitering, loitering is a quote of Goethe's. Yeah, he said, uh, and it's very profound. I mean, he says boldness. That's one of the most famous quotes, I think, ever written. He says, boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. Only engage, and then the mind grows heated to begin it, and the work will be completed. And, uh, you know, when I when I talk about uh, the writing of this book, it was really a, a very powerful act of inspiration for me. You know, the word inspiration comes from in spirit, and the word information comes from in, you know, in form. Wait, so, Wayne, we're going to have to take sure. a break now. Let us continue with this answer when Great. we come back with Dr. Wayne Dyer and more with Positive Living. Please stay tuned. We're back with more Positive Living on Wisdom Radio. I'm Leona Evans, and my guest today is Dr. Wayne Dyer, author of the brand-new book called Wisdom of the Ages, A Modern Master Brings Eternal Truths into Everyday Life. And so we were talking with Wayne about a wonderful quote from Goethe uh, when we took our last commercial break, and you were commenting, Wayne, on boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. Would you mind continuing with your thought? Yeah, I was thought? speaking about the, the idea of uh, being inspired, you know, the word inspire comes from in spirit, and the word inform, when you talk about information, it comes from inform. So that when you're in the world of form exclusively in the physical world, what you get is information. But when you move into the world of spirit, what you get is inspiration. And inspiration is that which allows dormant forces to come alive and allows you to begin to understand that your mind can expand in every direction and your consciousness can grow and, and all kinds of fabulous things can happen for you when you become inspired, when you, when you find yourself uh, moving in a direction which your heart tells you you ought to do. So when you, when you, we have more information probably now than we've ever had in the history of humanity. I mean, we have, uh, you know, you can put one little uh, chip and have a, a billion pieces of information on it the size of your thumbnail, uh, but we still have this huge spiritual deficit in the world. And as we move into the world of spirit, uh, information isn't going to be what gives us uh, what it is that we want. So when Goethe talks about boldness has genius in it, what he's saying is find that which inspires you and just begin it. Whatever it might be, just get started on it. When I was doing each one of these essays every day, and that quote that you read from uh, my editor, um, she would just be shocked. She'd say, well, how, you, how would you do it? I'd say, I'd just sit down at the table, and I would just start uh, doing the writing or doing the reading. Uh, and I wouldn't tell myself, uh, oh, i got to put this off, or there's going to be too much anxiety for me, or I'm too concerned about what's going to happen, uh, or I, I won't be inspired or whatever. I would just sit down and begin it. And begin it does have genius. Beginning has genius in it. 
And so what would you say to those people out there who are thinking right now, oh, if only I had the inspiration of Wayne Dyer, if only I had the discipline that he had to sit there for 60 days and, and uh, manifest his heart's desire, what would you say to those people? I would say sit right down as soon as this radio program is over and pick up a pen or uh, write that letter that you've been wanting to write or whatever and stop telling yourself what it is that you don't want or that you can't do. Because the truth is, as you know, it says in the Old Testament, as you think, as a man thinketh, so is he. As you think, so shall you be. And that works for what you want and for what you don't want. If your thoughts are on what you don't want and, you're, and what you can't do, then you will act upon that very thought, and that's exactly what you'll see created for yourself in your life over and over again. The self-fulfilling prophecy. Absolutely. Yes. I, I can't do this, I don't want to do that, or I dislike that. And I always tell people, never put your energy or, or your attention on what you don't want or what you can't do or the way things always have been. Put your attention or your energy on the way things are now and what you would like to create for yourself in your life. And every time you have a thought about what you don't want, push that thought out and say, what do I want instead, and then begin to act on that thought. It's, very, it's all quite simple. I don't have any more uh, inspiration than anybody else does in the world. I just act on it. Well, and this is why we can use someone like you as a way shower rather than an exception to the rule. You can be an example for us. Well, I think all of us can, you know, there's genius in every single one of us. I just did a show, I did the Roseanne show not too long ago, and she, the first question she asked me was, uh, what makes you so, how come you're so smart, or something like that, a <laughs> typical Roseanne question. And uh, I said, I'm not as, any smarter than anybody else. I, I think that every single person has this, uh, that there's only one power, there's only one force in the universe, and this, whether, whether we call it God or soul or consciousness or awareness, it doesn't matter what we call it. That force is everywhere. There's no place that it is not. So it's in me, and it's in you, and it's also in everything that you would like to be able to create for yourself in your life. And that's the whole basis for manifesting what it is you want to create for yourself. And so we prepare the soil by being willing to risk uh, all that's within us, e even willing to risk our fear of failure, but just to sit down and do it. Yeah, well, you know, what happens, Leona, is that after a while it no longer even becomes a risk because... Uh, it's, uh, you know, you become detached from outcome. One of the things that I really was uh, inspired by was that when I read about the lives of all of these people that, uh, that I quoted here in Wisdom of the Ages, that virtually all of them, not one of them, died with their music still in them. You know, they were, they were people who felt a deep sense of passion. They were independent of the good opinion of other people. They weren't worried about whether so, what somebody else would say or do. Most of them were considered to be troublemakers. Some were executed. Some were uh, imprisoned, many were vilified, almost all of them were laughed at in their lifetime. And yet, uh, you know, society has a tendency to honor their living conformists and their dead troublemakers. And these mm -hmm. people uh, had such a very strong feeling about why I am here. You know, Gibran said, when you are born, your work is placed in your heart. And, and they sensed that uh, they didn't want to get to the end of their life and say, what if, what if my whole life had been wrong? And everybody out there listening, I would say to you the same thing. Don't die with your music still in you. You know, you, you have music playing in you, and it may not be the same beat that, that somebody else expects for you, but nevertheless, uh, express it in whatever way is necessary. And if somebody doesn't understand it, and don't even do it in, in terms of uh, 
what rewards are going to come your way, what, what uh, benefits you're going to receive from it. Uh, do it because your passion tells you, this is why I'm here, and let the universe take care of the details. Yes, um, Michelangelo, you quote here on page 55, who says, the greatest danger for most of us is not that our aim is too high and we miss it, but that it's too low and we reach it. And you say here on page 57, no one knows enough to be a pessimist. What a powerful quote. It is a powerful quote. Yeah. It's, uh, the, this whole idea that uh, you know, I've been accused many times of giving people false hope, uh, and I talk about that uh, in this particular essay. The, you know, when, when someone comes to me and says, well, look, I've been diagnosed with terminal cancer, or you know, I can't, uh, I could, I've always been told that I couldn't accomplish something, or I could never get this promotion, or I could never, you know, even like for you, I could never have a child or whatever. Um, my, my, I sense that there's no such thing as having false hope or too much hope. That, uh, as Michelangelo said, it's the danger, you know, the real danger isn't that that our aim is too high and that we're going to miss it and that we won't get it but that it's too low and that we're going to reach it and most people are reaching exactly uh where they aim uh and if you don't aim high you're never going to be able to reach high i mean and, and i don't think there's any stronger example of that in the last uh, month or so here in this country than the story of lance armstrong you know who won the tour de france which is probably the most difficult physically exhausting uh, experience that you can have and here's a man who had testicular cancer who had one testicle removed who had 12 golf ball sized tumors removed from his lung and his abdomen had two huge tumors removed from his brain had absolutely no chance of even surviving it according to all the medical experts two years later the man wins the tour de france the most grueling race that there is uh, 2,238 miles through the mountains in the Pyrenees in, uh, in Spain, I mean in France. Uh, that to me is one of the most inspiring stories and if, they, if the energy to be able to create such a thing is in him, then it's in you and it's in me and it's in every one of us. So keep your aims high uh, and don't be afraid of missing them. And it's so, it's, so, it's, it's so exciting to be able to see that we're all in this together. As you say, the people who have lived so many years ago had the same passions and the same ideals and the great mystical teachings of all time were true for them and are true for us. And we're each a way shower for the other. Absolutely. The, 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 the 60 people that I picked, the, the reason that, uh, that, that I'm so inspired by them and, and what the, their lives can mean to us is that uh, they didn't listen to any of the uh, of the opinions of other people. They didn't uh, embrace any negativity. Uh, they lived their lives with great passion. And, and every single one of us have that very same capacity to do the same. But most people are living lives of, uh, you know, of frustration. Uh, one of the great definitions of success came from uh, a man who left, who was put in prison for his ideas. His name was Henry David Thoreau back in the 1840s. And he said that uh, anybody who behaves uh, and, and obeys the laws of the land, which allow the government and the, uh, you know, the, the lawmakers to uh, remove the Native Americans from their property, is just as guilty uh, if you pay your taxes as the people who are doing that. And he refused to pay his taxes. That was a very uh, uh, non-conforming kind of thing to do. And he, they put him in prison. And when he was released, he went to Walden Pond because uh, he wanted to live deliberately. And he defined success this way. He said, if you advance confidently in the direction of your own dreams and endeavor to live the life which you have imagined, 
you will meet with a success unexpected in common hours. I think that's the greatest definition that we can have for ourselves and, and, and to remind ourselves that all of these great thinkers, all of these people um, had the same energy, the same possibility for creating success as each and every one of us uh, here has today. Wayne, I hate to um, admit this, but you can't stay for our whole program, can you? No, I've got to leave in a few minutes. I've got to, my, one of my daughters here is having a little uh, struggle here this morning, so I've got to be over there. Well, I, I certainly um, hold the highest thought for that. And thank you. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Friends, don't go away because in the next half hour, we're going to Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Get Off Your Affirmation podcast, going back through the archives. It was great to hear this interview for the first time. I really enjoyed it. I didn't expect to come up in the conversation, and it brought back a lot of memories from when I was three years old. I hope you enjoyed hearing from the late, great Wayne Dyer, and I look forward to next week when we'll uncover another inspiring conversation from the past. Please give us your feedback on what you thought of hearing this archived interview and connect with us on our social media on Facebook at the Get Off Your Affirmation podcast and on our website, getoffyouraffirmationpodcast.com. Have a wonderful week. You deserve it. <laughs>